I'm Mark. And I'm Mark, and welcome back to the Mark and Mark podcast. The I'm reboot. back better than ever, baby. Um, it's the Redux Electric Boogaloo. It's Volume 2 Electric Boogaloo Rebooted. Uh, back Again Strikes Back. <laughs> uh, Attack um, of the Clones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Two Towers. Uh, we die harder this time. Um, <laughs> yeah, we didn't die hard enough the last time. That's yeah. right. We back again, baby. Uh, we've been on a hiatus. Uh, reason being is that uh, I guess school has been a thing. Yeah, man. We got life to tend to. School, work. Mainly me because I couldn't follow. Th- I couldn't do school and the podcast at the same time. But now I'm, I'm officially done with school, you know, future college graduate, even though my ceremony has been postponed for the next <laughs> questionable, questionable year. <laughs> well, we had a, uh, we had our own ceremony earlier. We did hours before this <laughs> uh, surprise birthday or not surprise birthday, surprise <laughs> graduation celebration on my front lawn, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I had like pretty, an idea. Pretty dope. Pretty dope. I had an idea of like uh, getting together a couple friends, buying an ice cream cake and like a pizza, and then seeing each other for what like the first time in a couple months, maybe more, like three months or something like that. You know what's funny is because since everybody's stuck in quarantine, everyone has resulted to car parades. You know, right. if you see it on, like, Twitter or, like, Facebook or whatever. It's just everywhere. People are celebrating everything on in car parades. <laughs> yeah. But you know what my it. problem? You know what my problem is with car parades? Is that there are people who are trying to go home, and they're like, <laughs> who who in the hell is... Why are there 20 cars in front of my house? And I'm trying to go, oh, I spent two hours waiting in line. At Walmart to buy some goddamn toilet paper, and y'all just parading in front of my home. <laughs> that's, well, what, that's what I think of when I think of car parades. <laughs> what time did the one that you said happened in your neighborhood happen? Uh, that was yesterday. So there's a car parade happening for someone's birthday. It happened around like like two o'clock, so pretty middle of the day. But I would assume all those people are desperate to skip lines at stores. They probably, like, woke up early. And now they're getting home. They're like, what in the hell? <laughs> why, why are there a bunch of cars in front of my house, you know? Yeah. You know how, how, how long it took me to get these Brussels sprouts? And you know how long it's going to take me even more to get into my house and refrigerate these Brussels sprouts? Can, no, can you That's imagine, what I think of. Can you imagine if you bought ice cream? From the grocery store, and you have to wait behind a freaking car parade. Can, get can, you, can you imagine you you're in the line for the car parade, and then you're like inching closer to your home, and the person's like, the person's like, oh, who are you? Why are you here? I don't care about your goddamn birthday. I'm trying to go home. That's what I'm trying to do. Like, <laughs> they're like, they're like, oh, rude. Um, what's happened this week? Oh, okay. So, usually for typical podcasts, we have some sort of topic to talk about. But since we're back, rebooted better than ever, rejuvenated with that God's blood, the dragon blood. Yeah. What's that thing? What's that thing? Charlie Sheen (laughs) referred to? What was it like? uh, Tiger blood. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm winning. I got tiger blood or something. Yeah, we're hopped up on some tiger blood, ready and back better than ever for this podcast. So yeah, we usually have a topic. But since we're back, we're just going to read off some entertainment news because we thought it'd be fun and interesting. And it'd be nice to just throw in our opinions in the pot, you know? You know, everybody's doing it. Might as well throw in our interesting thoughts into it. And it'd be fun. So, our first story, reported back on May 14th, is that Percy Jackson is now getting a reboot on Disney+. Plus. Um... It's now a series. It's going to be following the first five books of the Percy Jackson series. Um, uh, Rick Warden, the author of the books, came out and even confirmed it, saying 
We are very excited about the idea of a live-action series of the highest quality following the storyline of the original Percy Jackson 5 book series, beginning with Lightning Thief Season 1. And meaning they're going to be following a more faithful adaptation. You know, those first two movies, not so great. Not great at all. Um, Mark and I here have read the first five books, but I think I could say I remember the least about them. <laughs> I... I remember reading them in middle school, and I want to go to that like almost a decade at this point. Mm-hmm, probably even two. <laughs> I read them too in middle school. Like I read, I remember reading them uh, in like like seventh grade, and I remember like checking out the books in the library. But I can't remember like the most important details. I just remember Percy Jackson, his best friend, his best friend's a goat. <laughs> He's a lightning thief. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're demigods, and there's a war. <laughs> yeah, and I remember. So that's interesting. I remember it being like really awkward because they had him aged up, and like, oh yeah, forced, yeah, they forced like a high school type romance. Even though in the lightning thief, they were all about like twelve ish. So yeah, let's talk about the movies real quick. So one thing that the author touched on was that the for the movies they aged up the actors and the characters in the movie adaptations for Lightning Think Lightning Thief and Sea of Monsters from twelve to sixteen. Yeah. But he stated that um it'd be a much more faithful adaptation, leaning more into like Possibly more kid-friendly material, kid-friendly tones with them being 12 to 13 years old. Which, I mean, I didn't mind the aging up. I, I, I kind of like the fact that they were older in high school. But I could get it from a perspective as a young reader, just getting into the books that they're 12 and 13. That yeah. it's much more relatable for them. But that's just... That's just my perspective. I like them to be older, but if they're doing a more faithful adaptation, I I wouldn't mind. I probably still would see it. Um, speaking of faithful adaptations, who do you think could play said characters? Said characters. So, who would I want to play for Percy Jackson? Yeah. So I I actually do think the main core of the cast from the movies were pretty good. I like Logan Lerman. I like Alexandria, Alexandria Daddario, and I like the goat guy. <laughs> I forgot his name. Um, oh, it's your turn to forget the name <laughs> of the black guy. <laughs> What's his name? I think his name was Brandon something. Brandon Lawrence. Uh, I don't know. Anyways. Brandon Jackson? Oh, Brandon Jackson. You know what's funny? He's also in Tropic Thunder. He was the first. Uh, I saw that's his first movie I've seen him in was the Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Anyways, was he the the gay guy or the he was like the closeted gay guy who yeah. has like the energy drinks. <laughs> yeah, well, back up topic. Yeah, back up topic. Um, I actually like the core three. Uh, I like Logan Lerman as Percy. I like Alexandria as uh, uh, Athena or uh, Annabeth. I mean. And Brandon as Grover. And I wish they did a better job of those movie series. Because at the time, that's when I was, like, like what, 13, 14, invested in those books. Yeah. And I actually did like some aspects of the movie. But honestly, they were not faithful at all. <laughs> They're not very good movies anyways, if you didn't read the books. Yeah. Completely butchered. Have you seen Sea of Monsters? Do you remember that movie? I I think I did watch it, but I don't remember a damn thing about it. I remember the CG for that movie being awful. And do you remember, I think his, Percy Jackson, he has a brother named Tyson, right? And he's like a... Oh, yeah. He's like a... like a Ogre. Like Cyclops. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Something like that. He has a Cyclops. And I remember the CGI for his one eye just looked way off. <laughs> <laughs> it did not look right for me for some reason. But yeah, Sea of Monsters is way worse than Lightning Thief. I could tolerate the first one, but that second one, oh, oh, it's just bad. Well, if, was it Rear Dance, he's going to have it be more faithful. I don't think 
Logan Lerman, uh, Dario, and a Jackson. No, those guys. Those guys are much more older now. But who, who in like around that age range do you think can play? Mm, I would like to see. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about it off off recording. Yeah. Well, I just threw in the thought of Shia LaBeouf being the goat guy. And everyone being else Grover. being like, yeah. <laughs> everyone else being younger than him. <laughs> Can you just imagine Shia LaBeouf like, I'm your protector. Look at me. I'm your protector. I'm here to protect you. I'm yes, yeah. I'm a goat, but I'm here to protect you. Just him talking fast, like in his like in his Transformer roles where he's always talking fast. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, speaking of uh, the LaBeouf, um, his Honey Boy co-star, I think Noah Jupe could play Percy mm-hmm. Jackson. I have yet to see seen Honey Boy, but I have seen him in Quiet Place. But half of that movie is quiet, you know? <laughs> They're not yeah. really talking. Uh, did you see... But I, did, uh, I, need, I need a scene for, for sure. Did you see Ford versus Ferrari? Oh, yeah, he is in that movie too, right? Yeah. He's like... Uh, He's like Christian Bale's kid, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that either. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't watch those two movies. They were like the two movies I missed from last year. I don't. I don't really know who could play the other two, like Annabeth and uh, Grover. But I think Je- uh, Jeff, like Negan, was it Jeffrey Dean Morgan could play uh, uh-huh. Ares? Um, because he's like villainy, he's been Negan for how many years? Like six years. Something like that. He was also the comedian from Watchmen, and he was pretty. He's like an anti-hero, more yeah. like a villain. <laughs> um. Well, Ares isn't exactly the villain, but like he has like that bad guy vibe. Hmm. Um. I don't remember much about Ares from the books. I need a refresh on the books. But wasn't he I- like the? Uh, like the scapegoat, or like they blamed him for like the war going on, or something like that. I need to reread them too, but I think something like that. Yeah, I think I think like what Gyllenhaal can play uh, Zeus, especially after you've seen him like do Mysterio. Like he has like that. Was it Michael? Or oh, I was about to say Michael Bean. My bad. Go on. But like, uh, Gyllenhaal has like a very good like um stern and like um aggressive and like strict vibe with like a Mysterio and his other films too. Go on with what you're saying. Wasn't Sean Bean Zeus in the first movie? Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's like one of his movie roles where he didn't die. (laughs) Off topic, but I think it may be one of the few movie roles he where he did not die. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what we should have? We should recast Mark oh uh Sean Bean in a role in Percy Jackson, but he does die. <laughs> <laughs> so the tables have turned. <laughs> um speaking of casting, uh Mandalorian season two got a bunch of people on board. Mm-hmm. Since since our mini hiatus, <laughs> but we're rejuvenated with that tiger blood. There's been a plethora of news. Yeah, you want me to read them off? There's a Timothy Oliphant joining season two. Mm-hmm. Katie Saka from Battlestar Galactica. Uh, Tamora Morrison, the OG uh, Django. And everyone's favorite Aquaman dad. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, he he was Aquaman's dad. Mm-hmm. And we also have Michael Bean, everyone's uh, favorite Kyle Reese and uh, Colonel Hicks. <laughs> yeah. And to go along with that, we got Robert Rodriguez directing episodes of season two. Everyone's favorite director and film series of Spy Kids and the Machete movies. <laughs> yeah. There was a, what, um, Sin City as well. But honestly, come on. When you think of Robert Rodriguez, don't you just think of Spy Kids 3D? 
And what do you think Robert Rodriguez can get a was it Danny Trejo for Star Wars? Isn't that what, like one of the rumors? Like they're trying to, they wanted to get Danny Trejo for a role in Mandalorian. Maybe it is. Maybe it's there, a, maybe it's a secret. There's a different writer that wanted to get him, but Robert Rodriguez has a history with uh, Danny Trejo. Can you just imagine Danny Trejo in space? <laughs> is that crazy? I, I want to see Danny Trejo in space with a lightsaber. <laughs> Wasn't there one of the Machete movies that had him in space? Uh, I don't know. There's only two of them. I've never watched them. Wait, <laughs> uh. isn't that crazy though? He plays the same character from Spike Kids because his name is Spike Kids. He's like the uncle, right? Yeah. And his name is Uncle Machete, and then he has his own spinoff film, Machete, and. Shit. Does that does that mean they're they're like like correlated in the same universe? <laughs> Can you imagine that going on like before Spike is three when he comes back and it's like, oh, where have you been? And like, it's like a long story. I think the girl who played Carmen from Spike is does play a role in the Machete movies. Something like that. But we're getting off topic. We've been talking about Spike Kids and, and Machete for a while. <laughs> um, speaking of old stuff, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 is being remade, remastered for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Oh, oh. Um, See, I you say you're not as big a fan of the Pro Skater series, more so the uh, uh, Underground. Yeah. So, I back in the day, I I was much more of a Underground and Underground Two player for the Tony Hawk series. I played Pro Skater One and Two, and I believe there's like five more of those, <laughs> like up to five. But I was just never big into them. I think it was just more of the the outrageousness and creativeness of Underground One and Two that got me hooked. Because I just I uh, I think I had more nostalgia playing Underground Two, especially because I think it was the storyline was like it was Bam Margera <laughs> uh, versus Tony Hawk, and they had their crew <laughs> skate wow. off on each other. <laughs> And I'll never forget this one character from from Underground Two. He was like, he he was like a nerd type of guy, and he had like braces that go around his face. You know those big ass braces. And you get and he's he's in a wheelchair, like an electronic wheelchair, a motorized wheelchair, and you get to skate as him. And that was like one of the best things that the series has ever done. <laughs> um, with. I feel like I had a lot of my music taste influenced by like the Tony Hawk games, like the '90s punk or early 2000s punk. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like I don't know. I remember just because like there's what, like 12 songs in total mm-hmm. on like their playlist, and it just plays over and over. I do. Re- I do remember an underground series because I know a lot more than about that one than Pro Skater, but I do sh- think they share similar soundtracks. There is definitely heavy <laughs> punk <laughs> punk rock uh, theme to it. And I do remember there is a lot more... I think the reason why I enjoyed Underground more than I did Pro Skater was because of the Easter eggs, because there's this one map where like you get to skate on Area 51. Ah. <laughs> and there are like aliens... On the on the map that you can skate around, I just remember that. Yeah, but um, they're not. Are you gonna be? Oh, go on. Are you gonna be picking up Pro Skater Remastered? Yeah, yeah. Um, especially because I was gonna say like there's gonna be they're adding a creative park and like online stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. like I really want to see what people are capable of with like um park creations especially with 
since people are so creative with like Animal Crossing and like all these other like GTA maps. There's um not GTA maps, but like like game modes. Yeah, like races and like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, people like back in the day had like Halo like maps created too. Um, I'm just like it's always interesting to see how people create stuff, especially with Mario Maker. My God, like mm-hmm. uh, people are people have too much time on their hands. I think. And let's well, talk I mean, about the the OG creative mode Minecraft. <laughs> oh yeah, you wanted your uh, graduation party on Minecraft, but you got something else. Yeah. My, <laughs> I originally wanted my graduation to be on Minecraft instead of typical uh, Zoom meetings. And like, you have have you heard about those the Zoom graduations? And then oh, you yeah. virtually walk stage. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. I want I want the Minecraft celebrations. But question: well, Are you gonna if yeah? Since you are gonna be picking up. When it does come out, um, Tony Hawk remastered. I hope it warrants a remaster for the Underground series because I'm definitely more excited about that. That's all I gotta I'm, say. I'm sure, like, if they see it, like, like an interest in this, that they may go ahead and remaster Underground or any of the other like Tony Hawk games. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this is like a this is like more of a test. Like to see if people are really interested in uh, picking back up Tony Hawk. This is this is also an Activision title, so they also remastered um, Modern Warfare Two campaign like a couple months ago, like a month ago. Yeah. So I'm hoping it warrants a reason to bring back Underground One and Two. But anyways, I want to like, talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, one more thing. One more thing. Um. I know, like, the last major uh, skating game that a lot of people enjoyed was, like, Skate 3. And that was, like... Oh, yeah. I love Skate. I think it was around there. I remember playing Skate 2 a lot when it came out. And then Skate 3 came out. Wasn't a big fan of that because it was really buggy. But I know a lot of other other people liked it for that reason because it was just super buggy. And, like, just the ragdoll effects. But I played Skate 2 a lot back in the day. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of things that aren't getting reboots, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Titanfall. Um, no new games in development, I guess. R.I.P. Uh, they're focusing their shift pretty much mainly to uh, what Apex Legends, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. Well, I'll say this about the Titanfall series. I, I I remember when Titanfall 1 came out. It was like an Xbox One exclusive. But it? It, they, it was, yeah. I remember that. It was The first one was an Xbox One exclusive. And it... It it was good, but there are a lot like a lot more improvements to happen, and I don't think it was such a commercial hit because it wasn't um it wasn't cross platform, you know, it wasn't on PC and PlayStation Four at the time. And then when Titanfall Two came out, I I really loved it. It was a really fun game. The problem with it though is that its release was like packed in a packed schedule. Like I think it came out. Uh, in between Battlefield Four or what was it Battlefield One, the re- the World War One reboot of Battlefield, and the other Call of Duty game, I think it was Advanced Warfare or Infinite <laughs> Infinite Warfare, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. So like that's the reason why I didn't see so much success. But the thing that made Titanfall Two uh, out. Uh, uh, stand out from the rest of the first person shooters I th- was I think because like at the time uh, paid DLC was still a thing so Respawn decided to make all DLC free for the entire year for for all the updates and weapons and game modes and all that and maps so I think that's one thing 
Titanfall to strive to do better than other games uh, it came out in, but it just didn't warrant that success that um, the developers wanted to. But now they got Apex and Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> um, I remember when Titanfall first came out, it was like like a interesting because it was a mech like shooter. Mm-hmm. And like not not just I'm sure plenty other mech shooters, but it's like one of the first ones that looked good. So, but like, I, remember I think not, there was that. Oh my bad. I remember not knowing about like Timefall Two when it came out because, like you said, it was a very packed like release. Mm-hmm. Like, every everything was pretty much coming out at that time. Right, go on. That's sad. It was a really good game. It's one of those underrated games that if you experienced it when it came out, um, it definitely went unnoticed, and it doesn't. It did see a little bit of resurgence though when Apex Legends came out, uh, but still a little bit of a one of the more underrated games uh, of the decade for sure. Um, I don't know if I have, if I have a segue for this, but uh, um, recently there was an anniversary of Mad Max Fury Road, like a five-year anniversary. Just for context, we're recording this on the 17th, <laughs> and the Mad Max Fury Road came out on May 15th, so it's the five-year anniversary. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a, like a, like the date, the date that is published. Just, just for context, we're two days late, but we're still celebrating. <laughs> yeah. Um, there may be a, a Furiosa spin-off sequel to Fury Road. However, Charlize Theron may not be Furiosa. I think the rumor is that Anya Taylor-Joy is supposed to play um, the young Furiosa. But yeah. I remember rumors about this coming out way back when um, Fury Road came out. Like back in 2015, I remember there was reports that they were going to do a spinoff, and then Tom Hardy was going to have his own movies as, as Mad Max. But as of this point, it's uncertain right now. Um, I remember uh, one of the one of the reasons why, or one of the contributing reasons to the the iffy schedule for Mad Max is because of the relationship onset between. Um, Tom Hardy and Charlize and the director that they found Tom to be difficult to work with. Both a guy who sounds like Bane and can mumbles in all his movies. I can understand why it's difficult to work with Tom Hardy. Didn't he have like a creative um, decisions in like Venom? Um, maybe. Is it his idea? Was was that was him eating lobsters in a lobster tank his idea? Because I I think that's a one. That's t- a ten out of ten. <laughs> I don't have a source, but I remember hearing like things. And I'm not sure if I put it right, but I remember um, hearing someone say that like Tom Hardy, like had a creative like some creative control in like how Venom was made. Mm-hmm. And I guess like maybe the good parts was where Tom Hardy uh, made it good. Well, I think we can all confirm that Venom twenty eighteen was probably the best Spider Man iteration of the decade. Um, <clears throat> maybe I don't know. But one thing I want to add before we move on from this uh, topic is just that are we ever gonna see this spinoff? I, it's been it's been long rumored for like the past five years. Um, my only thing is I don't know if Anya Taylor Joy is that her name can uh yeah can um capture like, the intensity that surrounded for Fury Road. 
I think they were looking. I think it said in the New York Times article because it was confirmed through here that they're looking for a young Furiosa in her twenties. But uh, but uh, Mad Max, the Fury, Fury Road, it it wasn't essentially a box office hit. Yeah, because the budget was like from I'm reading it on Wiki. It was from one fifty to eighty five million, and it grossed uh, three hundred seventy five. So a little bit of a, a loss, I would say, but still one of the best action movies of the decade, despite it not being like the biggest blockbuster hit of the of the year it came out. But I think like if they do cast someone in like in their twenties, um, I think like Saoirse Ronan, like from like Lady Bird or Little Women, like I feel like she's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, like good enough, especially with her um, filmography. Um, Florence Pugh, also like Midsummer, Little Women. Like she's got a good like intensity to her when she needs to pull it up. Mm-hmm. And like they're pretty much around the same age, right? Like twenty six, twenty four. So who knows? Or they can get like a uh, unknown actress or someone who can like come out of nowhere and like blow her minds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know who I want to say play Young Furiosa? Is um, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just want to see Shia LaBeouf be like, hey, I got no arm. I'm your protector. You know, I got gold legs and no arm, but I'm your protector. I'm Furiosa and I'm pissed. <laughs> Do you think Shia is this generation's Meryl Streep? Mm. Well, here's the interesting thing. Shia LaBeouf had a weird career, right? He had Even Stevens. He had Holes. He had Transformers. And then he went crazy. And then he came back <laughs> with movies like The Peanut Butter Falcon and uh, Honey Boy. Like, let's so, those are <laughs> Those are two of my favorite films that came in, like, last year. But what an odd career trajectory, right? <laughs> like, Very it, literally, odd. <laughs> it literally made me feel so bad for him when, like, Noah Jupe played, like, the young version of him. Uh-huh. Like, Honey Boy is such a heartbreaking story, and I highly recommend it. I think it's on Amazon, right? Yeah, Amazon it's on Amazon. Yeah. Um, but, go on. But on to some more movie news. Are we ready for everyone's favorite, second favorite action blockbuster series? Uh, Hollywood's and yes, <laughs> We're talking about, yes, Kindergarten Cop is getting a sequel. <laughs> Uh-huh. Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> I do wish, I do wish Kindergarten Cop was getting a sequel though. This is such a inside joke, I think, at this point. Right? Actually, like, I do, I do think Kindergarten Cop did get a sequel. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not wait, joking. So, wait, so you literally made that joke in that one video you made, but you didn't know about it? Oh, it did. Oh, he got a sequel with Dolph Lundgren. Arnold's other best friend. But is it canon to the Kindergarten Cop universe? Uh, maybe? <laughs> Let's see. It got a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> to be fair. Oh, look at this. It has no consensus yet. That says everything about it. To be fair for you, right? I'm sure when you made that joke in that um, quote-unquote cameo you made, I highly doubt anyone actually knew Kindergarten Cop 2 was a thing. <laughs> That's okay. The fan fiction of Kindergarten Cop. Real quick, let's read the critic consensus for Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> Kindergarten Cop 2 or 1. Arnold Schwarzenegger su- substitutes his action brio with something, something freshly adept comedic timing. But Kindergarten Cop is too grim for children and too 
coyly for adults. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. But uh. But back if to this was released point. today, if this was re- released today, this would have been uh, at a hundred percent. But with um, going back to our Hollywood bad boy, mm. Tom Cruise, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh yeah, Tom Cruise. Um, Mission Impossible is gonna be split into two, like in part one, part two, for seven and eight, right? Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy? I can't believe this franchise is going on, and I thought Mission Impossible Fallout was the best ending. For this series. And I don't know where else they could go. Like it's gone to such an insane point now. It's like. Where does Fast and Furious go with 9 and 10? <laughs> you know. Um, where, where, where does it go? Well if you saw the trailer for Fast 9. John Cena is like. Vin Diesel's brother. What do you mean? He, I, don't, I didn't see John Cena. You can't see him. Uh <laughs> Okay. But no, yeah, no, like he plays his he plays as like an agent of like this one corporation and he's Vin Diesel's brother. But he's also a really good driver and mm. a super soldier, which is pretty much taking from Hobbs and Shaw. With, like, isn't, that just, isn't that just the trend now? Let's hire every big name wrestler to be in our movies. Yeah. We I got like the John. rock. We got like John Cena, yeah. and you know what? Next, they're gonna they're gonna cast Rey Mysterio as the villain. Fast, Fast Ten, with his uh, light blue eyes. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna he's gonna six one nine Vin Diesel in the face. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, uh, Mission Impossible is coming to an end with a two parter. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about them splitting up Mission Impossible into two parts? It, every time a movie splits itself in two parts, I just think of Harry Potter. Well, but the, yet again, there's on. no source material. There's no book material for Mission Impossible. So I can I can understand the justifying being like, oh, we're going to have Tom Cruise run for two hours, but we got to split it in half so we can have him run for four hours. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a movie recently, or two movies recently that had news of it being two parts. Technically, like in one Comic-Con like years ago, uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Oh, true, true. I mean, it turned out to be one of the biggest what, Hollywood blockbusters ever. So, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Not saying that Mission Possible will have seven and eight become the next Infinity War, but uh, but does it warrant a, a two-parter split? I I think I'm just saying that Mission Impossible has gone so crazy. It better go to space, man. It better go to space. You got Tom Cruise trying to recruit NASA to do a space movie, and if Tom Cruise doesn't go to space, I I don't know why it's not Wait. split into two. With him wanting to do his own stunts, right? Does that mm-hmm. mean he's gonna be in astronaut suit, like in danger? <laughs> Like, in legit uh, danger in space if he actually pulls through with this? That is a good question. Because he did hang from a plane. And um, he did break his foot or his his leg on a stunt. <laughs> and he's skydived, like, what, over 300 times trying to get that shot? He also did the... He also did the Burj Khalifa climbing and Ghost yeah. Protocol. Would NASA actually let Tom Cruise go to space, though? But I, I, I imagine they let him go like on the zero-G flight, you know what I mean? Where they go up and down and you like float for a second and then you fall back down. Yeah. They did that for The Mummy, I think. The Mummy reboot with him. Everyone's favorite version of The Mummy. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. Would it really... Go to space. But that's not even... That's just you and I hoping, right? To, like, I mean, ex- escalate. I mean, the director, Christopher McQuarrie, did say this movie's going to be so crazy, it's going to be split into two. If it's not crazy enough to go to space, then I don't know. 
I'm still gonna watch it because I love Tom Cruise and I love him doing crazy shit. But better go to space. <laughs> and you know the same thing better happen for Fast and Furious. If they don't go to space, it's a wasted opportunity. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a joke, right? Like, um, that Fast and Furious has like nowhere to go, but um, like literally. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had. You had two cars in the in Fast Five. You had cars hooked up to a vault, and it's literally ruining all of Brazil. And in Fast no. Six, you have Vin Diesel and his crew fighting off a tank and driving like three hundred miles on an airstrip. And then you had Fast Seven with flying cars. And then what was Fast Eight? Oh, nuclear submarine versus cars. <laughs> um. I really want to see where they can like bring in people like uh, Rebecca Ferguson and like Vanessa Kirby. Um, like they're really good in their roles. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're bringing in Haley Atwell. I don't know yeah, how she's gonna play. I confirmed the returning of Vin Rames, Rebecca Ferguson, Vanessa Kirby, uh, Simon Pegg. <laughs> uh, how? They also said they were going to bring back some other past members from the other movies. Yeah. Uh, do you think they're going to have another Imagine Dragons song as their trailer song? <laughs> I hope so. You know what I hope? I hope they bring back Henry Cavill with his melted face and he has that hook <laughs> in his face and he's just like, I'm back. I, I really hope, just for like the sake of it, I think like a joke, right? That they that they splice in Henry Cavill doing the shotgun arms, pumping him, pumping up the arms somewhere in the MI7 trailer. You know, like speaking of Go speaking on, of Henry Cavill, did it? Did, uh, wasn't there news that they're bringing back Superman? Like they were. Warner Brothers was trying to produce a Supergirl movie, but then they decided to shift their focus back on Henry Cavill as Superman. Wait, is this the, is this was Supergirl? recent. This was like a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week, I think. Is a Supergirl movie supposed to be based off of uh, Melissa Benoit's character? Are you talking about the CW? Yeah. No, this is this is part of the DCEU. Oh, yeah. I think they. I think after Shazam, they shifted focus to like a Supergirl movie, and then the, recently Warner Brothers said, "Let's do Superman again." Oh. And now they're trying to focus on Henry Cavill uh, as Superman one more time, because I think that's all he has on his contract. He has one more solo Man of Steel movie, and I think they said like. The main villain was gonna be Brainiac, maybe, but that's just all rumor. <laughs> Wait, if he had one more on his contract, that didn't include him like being able to be a cameo for Shazam. Like, that wasn't they, him in Shazam. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, they couldn't let him be like a cameo for that. No, I think they got in a body double for that. But because I remember like. There were rumors, right, that he was done with Superman. That's why they didn't have him as a cameo. Um, I think that there was a contract dispute because he he wanted to do more Superman movies, but Warner Brothers were unsure what to do with Superman. So that's why. Uh, yeah. But I actually like Henry Cavill. Bad guy or a good guy. <laughs> Speaking of Superman. What a great segue. Mm. Uh, I totally forgot were, about this. <laughs> there were, I guess, details leaked about a really old Batman vs. Superman movie in 02, and it was um, going to star, possibly, Colin Farrell and um, Jude Law as Batman and Superman, respectively. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be really dark. 
Yeah. Akiva Goldsman, who spoke about it on Collider. Uh, it was supposed to be directed by Wolfgang Peterson and the screenwriter um, Kevin or Andrew Kevin Walker initially wrote the draft, but then um, Goldsman came in and and spoke upon the scrap project, saying, "I wrote on this version of Batman vs Superman around 2001-2002 when Colin Farrell was cast as Batman and Jude Law as Superman." And Wolfgang Peterson was directing. We were in prep, and it was the darkest thing you've ever seen. It started with Alfred's funeral. Bruce has fallen in love and renounced being Batman. The Joker kills his wife. Then you discover it was all a lie. <laughs> just, just that the love itself was constructed by the Joker to break Bruce. <laughs> it was a time where you would have been able to get all these sorts of stories together in a script form, but couldn't quite the land in the world. Somehow, the expectations of the object, whether they would be audience or corporate or directorial, it wasn't landing in quite in the way we imagined when we put them on page. I mean, would you like to see this version of Batman vs. Superman? Well, <laughs> it seems like It seems like uh, edgy DCEU before Zack Snyder came in. <laughs> Well, technically, with the whole constructed love thing, right? Was yeah. it Talia Al Ghul like fake in love with Bruce? In what Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. True. So it's pretty much it's like bits and pieces that we've seen of it, because uh, the whole Joker trying to get Superman and Batman by each other—that was pretty much a. Uh, Lex Luthor and Batman vs. Superman. Let's not forget the most edgy thing, that it starts off with Alfred's funeral. <laughs> so we already have Alfred dead <laughs> without e- without in the first scene, without no context. <laughs> yeah. But that kind of reminds know. me of George Miller's scrapped idea for Justice League. Did you hear about that? Or No. Did you know about that? No. Uh, like back in like 2008 or 2010, George Miller had like an idea for like a, a Justice League movie, and it had like Army Hammer cast as Batman. I think there are some actual photos of uh, of this George Miller or uh, Justice League movie. I mean, like. Photos are gonna be redundant because of the audio podcast. Yeah, 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 but just for just for us to visually see. Okay. Well, what what do you think about this? What do you think about the story of um of I don't know, like um. I think Colin Farrell and Jude Law, like now, I feel like could pull that off. I'm sure they were capable of it back then too, but after seeing like the gentleman, I really like what Colin Farrell brought to the table. Um, Jude Law and Captain Marvel, like, remind me of how good he was too, so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. To be fair, do you think we could have gotten anything better than what we actually got? Um, from this scrap version of Batman vs. Superman? Uh, well, there's one thing. I think the problem with uh, BVS, <laughs> Donald Justice, was that um, it's just there's too much cooks in the kitchen. There was just Zack Snyder was just putting everything in this one movie, like the most impa- most important Superman storylines of like uh, Doomsday and his death. And then you got Batman, old Batman. You know the Dark Knight Returns theme to it. It just seemed un- way unfocused and did not know what story I was trying to tell. <sighs> My bad. 
Like, a lot so of people does, make does, this, does this version sound better? Sort of. It sounds more coherent. But at the end of the day, I, I we don't really know. Maybe. The, the one problem I had with people hating on Batman vs. Superman is that uh, people made fun of the whole Martha part. But I feel like it's a lot more like there's a lot more to it than people want to take in. Like, sure, it wasn't that, like... Hello? And now we're back again from our technical difficulties. Um, Ever- well, everyone's favorite segment. <laughs> yeah. But what I was saying was that, like, uh, um, the Martha part, right? Sure, like, it's the same name as Batman's mother. But what I think was the important part of it is that it proved to Bruce that Superman was human and had emotion, like, and had like, and what had had resentment, right? Mm-hmm. Because what Bruce saw in the beginning of the film was that Bruce, uh, Clark was just some crazy alien that was destroying the city. So that's all he saw of Superman was just a destructive alien but then him realizing that he's more than just that i think um gave him pause to be like oh he's not just like this stupid alien he's like a sentient being that has feelings and um understands stuff see i have no problem with the martha scene i think that what the film does like what the film doesn't address is like why does Batman feel why why does Batman feel like Martha the scene with Martha like justify him being like oh he's human like it, it that's my problem with the movie it's unfocused it never really like explains why this is his weakness or like it never really gives like character development to why this is the reason why Bruce snaps out of it he's like oh <laughs> he's a human uh, my bad. Uh, I'm gonna save your mom now. <laughs> or not just, that uh, it was just it was just messy. That's my whole problem with Batman vs yeah. Superman. It was just it's a not... very messy movie, and they were just trying to throw in way too much, and it was just unclear. It's not that he's like literally human, but like human in yeah, sense I know, that... but like yeah. he, he human in a sense like he has a he has a parent, he has a mom who care, he, who cares for him, and he was raised yeah. as a human. Yeah, I get that. But um, it's just that also, it was just really messy, and it, ugh. Also, um, which one called it? Um, but they did that kind of right with Blade Runner twenty forty nine, uh, or Blade Runner in general. Sp- spoilers, maybe spoilers. Uh, it's a journey. If you, of, uh, you haven't seen of uh, this movie from past two years, what are you doing? What are you doing? Go and watch Blade Runner 2049. Probably the best well, movie of the decade. Um, either way, like, like, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to, like, uh, derail your viewing experience, but spoilers regardless. Um, Blade Runner 2049 is, like, K's journey to, um, finding out, like, how, what, like, emotions work. And like, sure, he's what um, pretty much an android, but you f- you see like the juxtaposition of like Harrison Ford and like all the humans, and like you're like, oh, these people aren't really trying to look for their emotions, but people like K who aren't like actual humans. Like crave for actual um, emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it, what uh, just a little talk about twenty forty nine because yeah. I, I I I didn't I, I I got a little bit lost in the correlation between BVS and Blade Runner. Oh, <laughs> but, oh like 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 um, they showed like the journey of like. Him wanting to be human, as opposed to like, oh, Clark is human because he said Martha. Oh yeah, 
Okay, I get it. I get it. I, I guess it has similar <laughs> themes and what it means to be human. Well, it's because it's just you're that, late. It's, it's just that late. it got. Go on. It's just that um, <laughs> difference between the, is a storytelling, the way the story is told. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's just that it made it more complex and made it easy for people to pick out like, oh, Batman versus Superman, stupid. Bruce Bruce Wayne's weakness is Martha. <laughs> Whereas, like, the reason why. And Blade Runner 2049, the reason why he he's on this journey to find out what it means to be human, uh, the human spirit, emotion, uh, humanity itself, it takes this like two and a half hour journey where like Batman versus Superman is not very much explained. It's yeah. more like, um, it's more like do, 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 a little bit of exposition here, do, do, do some more. And the movie turned out to be do, do. <laughs> I guess moving on. Um, Luca Guadagnino is set to direct a Scarface reboot for Universal Studios. I say with that with an Italian accent because he's Italian. Luca okay. Guadagnino. Yeah. <laughs> but how do you feel about something that probably doesn't need like a remake or a reboot or sequel? Getting that, you know what I'll say. Um, it's being uh, it's been written by the Coen Brothers. Yeah, and you know what remake they did was True Grit. <laughs> so I, I'm a little bit optimistic, a little bit not, because do we really need a Scarface reboot? No, but if it does end up happening and it does follow suit. I mean, maybe there's a little bit of hope because they, the writers and producers themselves, also rebooted a classic western, and it turned out to be good. And Loco Guarinino also did uh, "Call Me by Your Name," which is also a very great film. Yeah. So they definitely got a lot of talent behind the camera. Um, I just, I don't know. It's one of those remakes where, like, do we need this? Probably not. But will they probably do it? Yeah. Hey, but I don't know, be, we just gotta we gotta see. Wait to be see. fair though, um I don't think True Grit has as much like like um clout or or like infamy or credibility, I guess, as Scarface. Like it's not as big a name as a uh, Scarface is in the pop culture. So I guess I mean it's a it's a big western, yeah, but I don't think it's something like young kids are gonna be like. Remember that movie True Grit with with Jeff? Uh, what's his name? Jeff Bridges. <laughs> the dude, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love the movie True Grit. <laughs> but I think for like cinephiles, it's one of those big name westerns where you think about, yeah. oh yeah, it's what defined the western genre or whatever. One of uh, John Wayne's best roles or whatever. But yeah, I can get why it's not like cult- a cultural impact like Scarface. Well, we just got wait and see, I guess. Not too excited about it, but if it does come out, I'll go watch it. Um, what I... There's like a lot of, I guess, news about reboots or attempts at reboots pretty recently, right? Like, people... We're up in arms about the Princess Bride being considered for like a reboot or like a remake for the Peacock streaming service, and people argued absolutely, absolutely not for it. Um, Ghostbusters got a lot of reboots. Mm. There's also and, another reboot coming out for Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, there's the uh, female one, and then there's the what Stranger no. Kid, Stranger Things Kid one. It has Paul Rudd in it though. <laughs> but is that enough for us to be like, okay, that's that's okay for us to have a reboot of it? Mm. I mean, it is also directed by. Uh, Ivan uh, Rickman's 
kid. What's yeah. his name? Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman. Yeah, it's being directed by his kid. So, and he's also a, a producer in the movie. So that gives me a little bit of sense of hope. But like, it's do we really need another Ghostbuster sequel or reboot? Probably not. Yeah. But we know what we do need is a reboot of Kindergarten Cop. And not the Dolph Lundgren one. Nah, we need Arnold's uh, son <laughs> to reprise. Uh, that's his son son-in-law. Isn't that crazy though? Arnold has married a, a relative of the Kennedy family, and and his son-in-law is now Chris Pratt. Strange. I guess that's it for topics. Um, other than that, we have a, I guess we can call it summer movie movie madness thing coming up that we may be, that we will be recording in the near future. Or the yeah, we've of, been. Or the course of about like four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. We've been planning a lot of. Interesting and fun topics for the podcast. Now that we're uh, rebooted volume two, Electric Boogaloo <laughs> yeah. uh, strikes back. <laughs> um, I guess the way that this film movie tournament is, it's like March Madness, but for films and each like quadrant or conference is like genres. Um, we have action sci-fi for one bracket, musical comedies for a second bracket, um, drama horror for a third bracket, and animated for its own bracket. Um, I don't know, we may have guests on there, familiar old faces, maybe. Or maybe we may find new people. Who knows? To Hopefully, be. we get a guess. Hopefully, yeah. Um, it may be the same guess for all four. It may not. It may be new people. It may be old people. Um, I don't know what else to talk about. What else do we have that has come up in our lives? Not much. Still, everybody's still in quarantine. We're still living it out, you know. Trying to do the best we can. But hopefully this little sliver of entertainment uh, tickles your pickle. <laughs> oh, oh, and I'm recording on a whole new setup as opposed to my janky old laptop setup. Maybe the quality is better. Maybe it's not. Um... And you know me, still still using the same setup I've been using the past five years. <laughs> um, we're still getting technical difficulties as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, someone not. Um, maybe losing connection in the call or just having issues. I think hey man, it's, been... that, it's everyone at that stay-at-home order where everybody's working at home and they'd be cutting into the Wi-Fi. Yeah, I know my neighbors. I know one of them is stealing my Wi-Fi. Really? Them, them bitches. Wait, no, like legit, or are you just like? No, I'm just assuming. <laughs> oh, okay, but um, no, like uh, it's it's not a mark and mark podcast without at least one technical difficulty happening, or maybe one more. Than uh, yeah, maybe more than one technical difficulty. Like, well, I think that's it. Isn't it got it? to the point where I, where I was troubleshooting this for like almost an hour and a half, maybe even two hours, before <laughs> recording this. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not um, immune to the technical difficulties. But maybe we will see you. I don't know when I'm gonna post the next one, but next week. Or it could be sooner than that. Who knows? Well, we'll see you guys. Or we'll hear you guys. <laughs> so or hopefully in the near us. future. You'll hear us. 
relatively soon, or maybe longer. Who knows? Hopefully, maybe another... hopefully, we don't need a reboot again. You know, Volume Three: Last Jedi, Return of the Jedi, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, what, what's another three? Give me another three. Die Hard Three, Die Harder, Harder, <laughs> Die Hardest. Um, uh, Predators. There's uh, uh, what else? Yeah, hopefully we don't have to reboot again. Um, we, so we will get, we'll figure we'll figure out schedule. Right? We we will be sure to get a ten out of ten from Anthony Fantano. Mm-hmm. Why well, at one point? For sure. But yeah, this has been Mark and Mark signing out.